And I'm Tracy. And welcome to this episode of More Better with Tracy and Faye. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> We're here. We're in the same place. In real life. In real life. It's very exciting. <laughs> we came up with this idea when we were together. And since then, we have been apart. So we're now <laughs> together again, and it's very exciting. Yes. And it's happy to be here. Yay! I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. Okay, good. Kind of happy. No, I am very happy to be here. Okay. <laughs> Second <this>? episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Who knew this All was right. possible? Well, not us. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it, and we're here. And why don't you tell people what today is about? Today is about editing. Remember last time we talked about, oh, this is a juicy bit, right? So today in How to Write More Better, we're going to talk about but part two, we're talking about reviewing and editing your, your writing. Specifically, we're going to share 10 easy tips. We promise they're easy, how to, how to edit your stuff. And by making it better, we're going to make sure that you're editing so that can, you can achieve your goals. So we're looking for action or reaction to your writing so we can get us to that objective. What else? What else will they learn, Tracy? All right. So the 10 tips that we're going to be showing you today are they're easily spotted and they're easily fixed. And as we promised in episode one, there are things you can start doing right now to improve your writing because none of this is complicated. It's just bringing it top of mind so you know what to do. So Faye, first couple of tips. Ah, oh, here we go. Okay, tip number one, step away from your writing. Let your writing just sit there. Go do something you love. Go for a walk, do a to-do list. I don't know, whatever, go work out. But do something that gives your brain a break and then because I promise you coming to coming back with fresh eyes will help right sometimes what I like to do is I'll like to email email whatever I've written um, to myself go away and then I have that experience if it is going to be an email that experience of like how what that person is is gonna who whatever the recipient's gonna have so that's one thing second tip is speak your writing out loud so I find that we talked a lot about um, four line sentences last time, my favorite, yeah. right? So it's really interesting when you speak your writing out loud, you realize, ah, it's missing rhythm or it's missing something or gee, it's kind of clunky. So that I think helps to understand how, how that first draft is gonna land. Yeah, so how about you? All right, tip number three. Um, Ensure you're only providing the information that your audience needs, you know, going back to what we said last time, you know, it's all about what does your audience need so that you can get the yes that you're looking for. And sending someone too much information is just it's kind of the death of your goal. You know, if you send someone an Excel spreadsheet and say, if you look on tab three, row 22, that's the information. Don't do that to people. You know, they, they hate that. So just only include the exact information that they need and and nothing more. And trust me, you will make friends. If you if you send too much information or you send Excel spreadsheets, people are not going to respond to you. Um, the other thing, tip number four, tip number four. Um, take a look at the first word in every sentence that you do, every paragraph, I mean. They very often will start with the same word. I find this for, that yeah. happens for me is that, um, uh, especially in corporate writing, you know, we often use the corporate we, or if you're writing for yourself, I. So I would go go through a piece of writing, and I'm like, oh my god, every single paragraph starts with we. <laughs> We're gonna do this follow-up sentence. We're gonna do that follow-up sentence. We're gonna do this. You know, it's it's bad writing, and um, it the sameness of it all makes it um, less understandable. You know, people, readers need variety in the words that they that they see. And if it 
becomes too samey, it just gets into a rhythm that that the meaning gets lost. So really, it's a small thing, but take a look at those first words. It might surprise you. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah, I do that too. Like I, I do that too. Like you will do this, we will do this. Or yeah, yeah and it's very, it's a very, I think it's the rhythm of like when you're writing that first draft. Yeah. Right? That's where you get caught in that. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, next one. Tip number five. <laughs> All right, passive voice. Eliminate the passive voice. So what we mean by that, I mean, you see it in newscasts all the time, right? So um, you want to use active voice because it's more active. It's more action oriented, um, has more accountability in my in my mind anyway. Yeah. So an example of that would be like Tracy and Faye formed more better, right? So that's us. Hello. Or you could say more better was formed by Tracy and Faye. So, I mean, frankly, I think that the second like using passive voice is clunky. It feels awkward. It has its place maybe in academia or newscasts, as I said, but I don't mm -hmm. think, I feel like it's, it puts the reader at, a, at arm's length, right? And yeah. what you really want to do with communication is bring people in. Like we're yeah. doing this, right? We want to bring people into um, your writing, right? Okay. Should we talk about definition of passive voice? Like it's really the object that's the action is being done to the object instead of, of the subject doing the action to the object. Isn't that what I get? It's, yeah, it's that's the reverse, basically it. It's the reverse of like, it's, it's the emphasis. Yeah, like for object. me, it becomes what's more important? Is it like if more better is more important than Tracy and Faye, then that can go at the front. Yeah, so it's, it depends by. on what you want to talk about. Yeah, right? where, where you want the emphasis to be. So I don't want to say it because passive voice isn't <laughs> wrong. I mean, it exists for yeah. certain purposes, right? Yeah. But does it exist in business writing? I think that's All the conversation. The yeah. Right? See, we could, People be talk, we could be videoing this. In fact, we are videoing this. So who knows? <laughs> we could just use this. this I don't is, know. It could be because it's actually a good Right. Yeah, like so isn't going. that what is it? Why like, do people don't really understand? We say don't use passive voice, yeah. but most people couldn't, you know, like, recognize, recognize it if they saw it. Exactly. So, you know, what is it? Like you said, it, it puts the thing ahead of the person or thing the thing <laughs> is made more important than the people doing the thing. Or yes, the, or I think it's more like the thing <laughs> the action is being done to the thing right. as opposed to someone is doing the action to the thing. Yes. <laughs> so she, as said, <laughs> she said, that's it. That's the one. Okay. Examples. So as Actual example, examples. As an example. All right. Our, do our, Doug, our <laughs> dog dug an eight-foot hole in our neighbor's yard. So that's active, right? So our dog is very active. It's <laughs> a very dog active dog. Did the thing to our neighbor's yard. Yeah. Right? So what would be the passive voice of that? So um, what's the passive the voice hole, of that? The hole in the yard was dug by my neighbor's horrible dog yeah so actually i know it was actually our dog oh the hole in my neighbor's <laughs> yard was done by our dog no the hole was dug by our dog in the neighbor's yard there you go <laughs> that's the one she's so oh my god <laughs> okay so other that, examples other <laughs> examples so that okay so let's well, hold on let's talk about the, let's talk about that example right okay. so would you actually like what would you say like oh my dog dug that hole in my neighbor's yard you would yeah. just rolls off my tongue, right? So fine. But saying that the hole was dug by my dog in the neighbor's yard, I would never say that to anybody. No, and, right? and I think the neighbors wouldn't say well, that hole was dug by the neighbor's dog. They would and say your dog, your dog <laughs> dug the hole in my yard. Exactly. You are going to fix it. I'm not going to say it shall be fixed by you. 
Exactly. Passive. Passive. Yeah, yeah. Passive. Unless, Passive. unless I speak that way and I'm like, hello, <laughs> this hole created by your dog shall be fixed by you. Pronto. <laughs> I don't know. Would someone say that? There, there could be people. There could be. But, but, it, but really, so let's just talk about passive voice, not about our dog and neighbor's yard, no. but in business writing. Okay. How about that? Yes. Can you talk about that? Oh, okay. All right. In business writing. Does it belong in business writing? No, I don't think so. Because again, purpose, what we were talking about earlier, the purpose of business writing is to evoke or get some sort of reaction, ask them to do something, mm -hmm. right? So we're asking for an action usually in yeah. business writing, right? Read this, do yeah. this, move this, you know, approve this, right? Mm -hmm. So if we keep speaking in passive voice, we're not actively asking them for that. And it's harder to read. Like, again, this is another episode maybe, but like people don't read anymore. So like making yeah. people, making it harder for people to read information that won't get them to whatever yeah. you need them to do. And I'm going to add this about about corporate writing and the use of passive voice because it is it's dominant yeah. in, in corporate writing. You see it in corporate news releases all the time. And, you know, I think it's because it's a little bit it's a little bit hands off. You know, it keeps you away, keeps people at a distance. It doesn't draw them in. It, it's I find it it's a strange word to use, but sort of patriarchal. Mm. You know, it's it kind of infantilizes the people who are reading it because it's like, well, we're just going to keep you over there because we are so important. It's kind of a loftier way of yeah. speaking. And it's what the corporate voice has often been. But I, I for one, am of the opinion that it ought to go away. Okay. I think there's still places like places, whether, yeah, there's but places, but not in business writing, right? Like, and I, yeah. I agree, like it does, it does sort of put you at arm's length. So yeah. if that's your purpose, yeah. right like if you so want to do that if thumbs up right yeah if that's your tone and you think like that's what the organization wants to do then fine like maybe that's your part of your culture right mm -hmm. i mean i don't think it's a great i agree like i don't think that's if you want someone to spring into action to approve you know a funding request or give whatever, me my yes yeah give me yeah. my yes give me my yes yeah yeah, yeah. i don't yeah, think that's, that's not the way to do it there. yeah I agree okay yeah um that was very interesting. Okay, so tip number six. Tip number six. Break up those paragraphs. Okay, so cut those long sentences. Remember, I love, don't love those before line. But you sentences. love writing them, but I no one wants them. to read them. <laughs> <laughs> so break them up, right? So if you, you might have too many ideas in your paragraph, right? Mm. So, you know, and it risks being lost. So just like go, think of like old school, right? Like think of like those days where you had to learn how to write. Like, okay, what's the one idea in that paragraph? Right. And how do I, you know, how do I express that? Like too many one line sentences. Like I know that I talked about four line sentences, but what about too many one line sentences? Mm -hmm. Too much. Right. So it's like too choppy. Yeah. Too, yeah. And it's, you know, like it's, it's just like could be overwhelming for yeah. you to read it. Right. Yeah. So I think like really it's about, you know, making that good, making that content really accessible. I know yeah. we talk about that a lot, but like making that information really accessible as possible. My personal rule, as you know, is like if you have to take a breath um, before you hit the end of that sentence, it's too long, right? So, and maybe you break it up into one sentence, there are two sentences, maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. Like it depends on how long that sentence is. And what you're trying to say. Exactly, yeah. right? So let's make sure that, you know, like let's keep the length varied, right? So again, like there's some texture. I use that word, yeah. like texture in your paragraphs and in your information. It helps make um, comprehension better. For sure. Okay. Can I tell you a story about that? Of course. So this is not related to business writing. I have been working on a novel for 
very long time. And they had this thing at the Surrey International Writers Conference a year ago, which I was attending, where anyone could submit page one of their manuscript, whatever they're working on, and for this one particular session. So I submitted my page one and it got selected to be read at this session. Oh. And the panel, which were all book agents, they were just giving feedback of when would they stop reading. Okay. Now this is novels, not business writing, but <clears throat> but so they picked mine. It was all very exciting. I got I started hearing my words being read by other people. And, and then what comes up? And I know this stuff, people. Like I know this stuff. <laughs> and yet what they commented on is my first page was one big, huge, gigantic oh, paragraph. No. <laughs> the whole thing was, and I was like, oh my God, how did I not see that? How did You're I not close, see well, that? Yes, right? too close to it, right? And I just, okay. I was too close to it. I didn't see it. Oh my God, I laughed. I'm listening to this feedback going, oh, Tracy. <laughs> oh, Tracy. Aww. But it was great. No, the feedback that they gave was amazing. It kind of I felt quite validated that what I was doing had some legs. But yeah, that first sentence, welcome to my book. The first paragraph is four pages long. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Okay, right. what we want to do for tip number seven, you want to replace big words with small words or highly technical words with simpler words. You, you know, you want to not use acronyms unless you know they're fully understandable by your audience. And, you know, use replace endeavor with try replace utilize with use replace substantiate with prove you know basically if you can take a multi-syllabic word which is itself a multi-syllabic <laughs> which you could say a big word <laughs> and then cut it down to a small word it's a good thing and as as someone once said you know never use a what is it never use a massive word when a diminutive one will suffice <laughs> And it says it all, right? Love it. All right. And the other thing which has to do with, um, you know, technical language and corporate speak, again, we want to get rid of that. But we have a whole episode on that, on buzzwords, which is actually super fun. Um, so we'll come back to that one. But, you know, endeavor to utilize diminutive words. <laughs> That's the lesson of today. Day. Oh, filler words. It's actually you. Oh, is this filler words? Okay. <laughs> Right, we're together and I'm yeah. completely confused. Um, okay, filler words. What do I mean by filler words? Words that don't need to be there. We put them in there, but they can come out. So the ones I pick on the most, and this is in my own writing, are the words just, that, very, and also. Those are words that if you were to go through a piece of writing and you just find every place you said just and take it out, see what happens. Find every time you say that and take it out, see what happens. Because when you do that and you find your word, you might or look at your work again. There might be a couple places you need to put a that back in place or sure. put a just that back in place. But generally, it's going to be cleaner and better. And I'm going to pick on the word just a little bit here because the word just is it's really diminishing. Yeah. You know, and we, we say it without realizing it, you know, you know, hey, Faye, I'm just writing to tell you bleh. Well, as soon as I say just, I'm already saying it's not actually that important. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's it's just a terrible word. People use it all the time. I, I think it's a it's a word we use to like as a connection word. Hey, I'm just, you know, yeah, I, don't yeah. want, I don't want to impose on you too much. So I'm just saying this. Well, you know what? If it's important enough for me to tell you, I'm not going to make myself small. I feel, like, I feel like it's, um, yeah, like, I mean, not to go into like 
therapy or psychology or whatever. But I feel like when you remove that word out of mm -hmm. your language, like you feel more confident, right? Like, 100%. and I feel like, so if you do that in your writing, you're, that's going to, that confidence is going to be, you know, your, your recipient's going to see that. Yeah, it comes right? out the, they're like, oh, oh okay, this is important. Yeah. Cause right? if I wrote, Hey Faye, I'm writing today because, you know, I need to share my opinion on the flowers. You know, that's yeah. solid. Yeah. Hey Faye, I'm just writing today because I just want to talk about the flowers. Yeah. You know, the whole meaning, the whole tone, the any, tone. everything changes. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. so look for those words. And, and, yeah. and really like, again, like it's, it's when you use just, it, it makes yourself seem if you made you've made yourself small yeah. like don't be small in your writing right yeah. like again writing is supposed to be action oriented and goal oriented and purposeful yeah so just be bold right be, <gasps> be bold, bold. <laughs> and be bold, like, be bold yeah. in your writing i think yeah. that, that applies there and one last thing the word also unless you need to say also don't say also some you know i'll be reading things and you know paragraph one paragraph two i also want to say don't tell me you also want to say it just say it yeah and it's, I think people do that when they feel like something's getting a bit too long. Mm. So if you're feeling that, maybe it is too long. Yeah. If you feel the need to put also, but generally take it out. It, it almost never matters. I feel like we can do a whole episode on this. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All <laughs> right. Faye, tip number nine. Tip number nine. All right. Match up your bullet points. What do we mean by that? So let's say you've got an anchor, what we call an anchor anyway, or a subheading, right? Like that's like things I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to create colon colon. Of course, don't forget the colon, don't right? Because it's a list, right? Don't right. forget. Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to create X. I'm going to make this. I'm going to foster X. And then the one, then let's say the then. But you but you might have added don't learn from or oh, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then don't be afraid to fail. Yeah is not right. Yeah, because grammatically it doesn't match up to your header of right. things we're going to do, yep. right? So let's change that. So if we were going to say, instead of don't be afraid to fail, then we're going to, sorry, let's go back to the list. Create this, do this, foster this. Instead of saying, don't be afraid to fail, we're going to say, learn from our mistakes. Right, exactly. Right. So. Yeah, and it happens all the time with those lists that people, you know, or they'll do, a, um, you know, Everything is an ing word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is guilty. great. Guilty. You know, yeah, lots guilty. of ing words. And that's great. If gerunds, they're called. What's that? Really? It's called a gerund. Oh, I didn't know an that. An ing word is a gerund. Anyway. Learn something new. An advanced degree in punctuation? No, wait, that's grammar. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, where people like, you know, we're sailing, we're snorkeling, we're swimming, we're sun tanning, and eating, you know, and then we uh, grabbing lunch. No, it's yeah, an yeah, ing word. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> then we will eat. Oh, we'll we'll eat at the beach. Yeah. So swimming, snorkeling, sun tanning, eat at the beach. Eat at the beach. Right? Right? Okay. Oh, that's I'm it. I'm just looking anyway, at the I know. I know. Okay. So fun with us. All right, we gotta bring it home. Like these Wait. <laughs> oh, oh, there's one more. There's tip number ten. Yeah, that's, 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 that's oh, what bring I was it home. Say. Okay. <laughs> all right. Tip all right. number ten recognize your bad habits we all have them tracy and i have them oh God, yeah. <laughs> lots of bad habits i mean in writing right we don't want to talk about it this is not a therapy session but maybe no no another day another we day. can talk about our bad habits <laughs> but my bad habits like well, I mean, if i were to think about them in writing yeah i know like I, i'm a contradiction so 
and make long sentences. Yeah, like so I'll write them your paragraph, a yes. four, four page paragraph. Four page paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've done that, right? So so I've I've done that. Um I will use jargon. Like I use I mean admittedly I use the word leverage a lot. And I know we're gonna talk about that in another episode. But um yeah, so I use jargon or buzzwords and sometimes I'm like, oh, but I really want to use that word or so I will. Yeah. So those are my bad habits. Right. So that's that's what you go back and fix because yeah. you know it'll be there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's and again, like I think you know one of our mantras, I think, when it comes to our podcast and writing is, it's progress, not perfection, right? So totally. so even if you've like you know you've written something and yeah, it wasn't perfect, that's okay. Like it's still better than that first draft. Right. Exactly. And, you know, when I've talked about writing before with people who want to learn to, to write more better um, is, you know, isn't the goal to be a great writer? And I go, no, I said, there are there are great writers out there. There aren't that many of them. Our goal, my goal is to be good. Yeah. You know, just be a good writer. I don't need to be willing when winning a Pulitzer or anything like that. And get um, started. Right. And, and get, get, started. get started. Like, But getting back to my bad habits. Sorry. <laughs> let's talk about me. Um, one of the things I do, I write a lot how I speak. Mm. So when I do that, I start sentences with and, but, you know, I make half sentences that actually are not grammatically remotely correct. But I just do that because it's that's kind of how I dump out is I just do it that way. And then I go through and I remove all mm. that stuff. And even though the ands be in a sentence or the buts, it feels rhythmically, it is like it feels like a warm blanket for me. Mm. But I know that it's actually not it's not doesn't make my writing good or better. So I take them out and everything is it's just there's more clear, it's more clarity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and and, yeah. and again, goal of goal of communication and writing is understanding. Yeah. So is 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 your recipient able to, you know, quickly, very quickly within seconds, yeah. understand exactly what you want them to do or mm -hmm. you know, say or think or whatever those things are, um, in seconds. Remember, your yeah. your recipient is skimming your information and making a decision. Yeah. Am I gonna re they even making a decision within seconds? Are they gonna read this? Are they even gonna open your email based on your subject line, or you know, are they gonna pay any attention to your text? And you know, as as we all know, we're bombarded with messages all day long. And I used to say this back before we had our phones that gave us sixty-seven different ways to communicate with people, <laughs> because we just are just in life. You know, you're driving down the road, you got signs, you got billboards, you got this, you got that. The radio's on, you know, and now our phone is buzzing with emails and texts and notifications of other things. So. It's a big world of communication out there. And if you want your message to get through, you need to be very intentional. Yeah. Very, very intentional. We should do an episode about like, not just the content. Like today we talked a lot about like the last cup, this one and, or this one and the last one. Yeah. We talked a lot about how to shape your content, but we should talk about maybe tactics, like those channels, right? So, so it's not just about like delivering the information, but how do we deliver that information, right? What's appropriate? So I think yeah. that would be a that would be cool. cool topic. So if any of you like that idea, send us a comment, let us know. <laughs> okay, so let's recap, right? So, yeah. so that you don't have to remember what the hell did they say and start rewinding, right? Because right. who wants to do that? Nobody, nobody will <laughs> rewind to listen to us talk. I, I assure you that. All, All right. right, so, the first five, let your writing sit. Just step away from it for a bit, then come back to it. Two, read it out loud. You'll find all sorts of mistakes. Three, only provide the information and data the recipient needs and not anything more. Four, look at the beginnings of your sentences. If they all sound kind of the same, you're gonna need to change it up. And number five, eliminate passive voice, or if I was to say it passively, 
passive voice is to be eliminated. Oh, nice. Thank you. Nice. Okay, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yoda speaks in passive voice. He does. There, you go. Not, there we go. That's All who right. it is. Don't be Yoda. Okay, well, anyway. All right. <laughs> be wise, though. Okay. Six, break up those paragraphs. We, we met someone who had a four-page paragraph. But anyway, so break them up and make sure that your paragraphs are expressing one key idea, right? Seven, replace those big words, those big humongous words, with simple words, right? Use simple language always. Eight, filler words. Get rid of just that very also, and there's yeah. a, probably a whole bunch of other ones. On I think those list. are the top four, though. Top four? Okay. Yeah. So, and you can Google that. Uh, <laughs> Nine, match up your bullet points, right? So remember, like, um, when you have a subheader or like what we call an anchor, make sure your list is consistent, right? Um, so that's the bullet points. And then 10, recognize those bad habits, those paragraphs, those buzzwords, those uh, just those buzzwords, I think. Or yeah, just get like rid of the buzzwords. Just also, also <laughs> just get rid of the buzzwords because they are very terrible. Are they? I don't know. They're bad. They're bad, but they're super fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're super fun. All right. Okay. Is that it? That's our episode today, right? I think that's it. That was fun. That was great. Let's do this again. Yeah. Maybe in person again. That would be fun. Maybe. All, All right. right. Okay. So I'm Faye. And I'm Tracy. And thank you for joining us on this episode of More Better with Tracy and Faye. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>